Hello and welcome everyone to this new untitled podcast. Uh, I am your host, Jonathan Dishaw, and with me today I have my co-hosts. Uh, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hey there, I'm Brian, and I'll be part two. Hello, listeners! And my name is Paul Vela, and I am so happy to be here with my two friends doing this, what is it, untitled podcast? What we're going with? Really, John? Shut up, Paul. Okay, look, so, so here's the deal. Uh, we are, <laughs> what we've decided, we are three cranky Libras who our original idea was we wanted to talk about idiots and ourselves being idiots and other people being idiots. So I'm just going to open up with uh, myself being an idiot today. Um, I, I discussed just this just today. I discussed this a little bit with you guys earlier, but um, I spent most of this morning trying to set up a fucking audio solution for this podcast. And I ended up wasting probably about six hours getting nowhere. That's rough, buddy. See, but I'm going to concur with what Brian said earlier about that just shows the dedication and passion you're going to put into this podcast. And I think the final quality is going to show up in the, in the final product. Well, let's hope so, because otherwise I just wasted my whole day trying to figure this out. Uh, so so let's go ahead and get started. Um, I've got a topic that I want to bring up, uh, unless you guys have something that you are feeling pretty passionate about. Take the lead. Uh, how quickly do you guys go through toilet paper? Oh, gosh. Because, like, I, I know, I know, Paul, uh, you know, your mom lives with you. So uh, I, I imagine having a woman in the house means toilet paper goes by pretty quick. See, that's the topic of interest right there, because it's not just my mom. It's my grandpa as well. And he probably uses more than anybody else in the house. Okay. I'd say about a week, maybe eight days. What what, what, are you, what are you measuring? For a roll. A week to eight, seven to eight days for a roll. Yeah. So this is your personal bathroom, so you can personally account well, for the roll Well, it's me and one other person living in the house. Okay, so, so, it's, so. Not, it's, not just, it's not just you. Okay. Yeah. See, because here's my thing. Like, I went and bought, oh God, I think it was like a, a 36 pack of of toilet paper from Costco um back in December of 2018 this is this is October of 2020 now that we're talking um i used up the last roll a couple of weeks ago and this is after like i've had uh people come and stay with me and take a couple of rolls for the road so like okay, that, that, you got to run me through that one why would they take toilet paper rolls for the road because they're fucking moochers. Fair enough. Wait, you didn't offer this? Why would I offer toilet paper for the road? I don't know. Some people offer, like, snacks for the road. <laughs> Party favors? Parting favors. John doesn't offer appetizer when you come over to his house. He offers you toilet John paper. offers toilet paper, yep. It's just how you do things in Casa de Dishaw. But, but yes, um, toilet paper at my house... I think we end up going through about a roll and a half at least every other day. That's oh about my the God. average. Wow. 
That's a bit excessive. It, it is quite um, daunting to keep up with sometimes. Sometimes my mom will just tell me, hey, we're out of toilet paper. I'm like, I just bought some. She's like, yeah, I bought a month ago. We need more. Madre de Dios. <laughs> Madre de Dios. Madre de Paul. <laughs> Madre de Paul. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Um, I think that's about all I'm going to get out of you guys for the toilet paper conversation. Um, okay, so so as, as I said earlier, we, we thought about naming this like the, the Three Libras podcast, right? Um, so we all have, you know, October birthdays. Um, and, and that brings up a question, right? So October is the, the, the spooky month, right? So how spooky would you say you are? In terms of interests, I enjoy a good Halloween film. I enjoy the festivities of it all. But I do not like answering my door for trick-or-treaters. I can see I can see you, Brian, be a total curmudgeon during Halloween. You're like Bah Humbug, the equivalent of um of the cramp of Krampus during Halloween. You are ninety eight percent correct. I prefer to partake. I don't prefer to to indulge, you know, to to make other people's Halloween great. Now why is that? Why why do you find yourself not giving out I, as much as you, you've taken in the past? I don't know. I think it has something to do with I have nothing to gain from it. Or that there's a certain expectation of me. So I just, I go out to restaurants and eat and, and, and buy time, kill time on Halloween, on the past several Halloweens, actually. See, I, no, normally I would criticize you for being, you know, not... A curmudgeon? A curmudgeon. Yeah, a curmudgeon. But here's the thing. I do kind of the same thing, right? Like, I remember last year... Um, one of my friends came over and she was like, John, you have no Halloween decorations set up. What the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, I just don't everything. Every Well, yes, everything. <laughs> All of this. Anyway. Um, yeah, That's I just, story right there. I, I just don't, I just don't decorate. You know, I, I, it's, it's a lot of work and I don't get anything out of it. Um, but, but like Brian said, like I, I enjoy like, participating in like group events and stuff for halloween um yeah like music playing there's a few good halloween songs too you know this is halloween uh okay let me before you go any further are any of these songs not from the nightmare before christmas i have does michael jackson's thriller count okay thriller i i can accept thriller it's i don't believe that is in the disney song um well, that's one of my favorites as well. I also like um, the Ghostbusters theme. Sure, that's a good one. Who are you oh, going to call? Okay. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Ghost... <laughs> I guess Ghostbusters would be considered a Halloween film. I mean, talking about like Halloween songs, Michael Jackson's Thriller, the song rhymes In Search of Blood with To Terrorize Your Neighborhood. That's just that's poor craftsmanship, right? Well, that's Saturday for John. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so the, the so this actually was kind of a lead up question to to a real th- question. Um, Brian, you you went and saw a movie uh, last week, week before, and I see so many movies. Yes, you're the movie guy. So. Specifically, you went and saw Hubie Halloween. Oh, yes. 
and and I yeah, told that's... you to to save your review for the podcast. I wouldn't say it's a review. I have thoughts on it, certainly, but hit me. Oh god, I don't wish I could get that time back, but <laughs> that is a terrible movie. Like, and I told you it was gonna be. I knew it was, but I, I have a certain level of respect still for Adam Sandler. Mind you, I have never seen Uncut Gems as of yet, and I plan to, but Hubie Halloween, if you're looking for two hours to kill, watch it. I'd say enjoy it, but you're not going to. Okay, so so you talked about Uncut Gems, right? I've I've seen trailers for that one too, and what I've heard is like, it's basically just two hours of Adam Sandler being an asshole. It's gotten rave reviews so from what I've seen. It's the anti Mr. Deeds. Yeah, yeah. It it is. It's oh, yeah. It's Adam Sandler trying to not play in a comedy. I think. I think every six years or so, he likes to do like dramatic acting. Uh, Funny Guys from two thousand nine comes to mind. Um, Punch Drunk Love. I mean, that's Punch Drunk his, Love from O two, I think. That's yeah, one of his he, better known movies for him not being the comedian. And I yeah, think that's he, where a lot of actors excel is that the opposite of what they're known for. I think, um, like Robin Williams, for example. Uh, I uh, mean, mutual Ro- friends. Of- Robin Williams is just a uh, he's an exception to every rule. Genius comes to mind. Yeah, but, but yeah, like they say, if you could do comedy, if you could do comedy, you could do drama, no problem. Oh, it's that is that all philosophy if you ever look at the the symbols of drama and comedy they're the the two sides of the same coin um john you you're a performer you would know more about this than i would about them being two sides of the same coin drama and yeah i mean here's the thing though like so so i've done you know I've, i've done voice acting i've done um you know show choir was was my big thing for a long time but like all of my you know, productions that I've ever been a part of have always been comedy, right? Like, I, w- I was in a YouTube group for a number of years, and we did just... The terror! S- I remember that <laughs> That was horrible. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it, it was bad. <laughs> this is like 10 years ago when we were doing this, and, and it has not held up. It wasn't good in the first place, but it also has not held up. Um, but it was all I mean, comedy. It's improv YouTube comedy. It's, it never holds up. Ah, I wouldn't no, even say it was in Worse than the average. Worse than the average. It was scripted, yeah. if I recall. Yeah, it was scripted, and it was still worse. Um, but yeah, no, but, but like, ev- even nowadays, right? Like, for the, the voice acting thing that I was talking about, right? Um, the, the game that I was voice acting, can we, can we talk about that, just to, to clear the air on that? What do you mean by that question? Uh, do we want to talk about the studio? And do we, we, we want to disclose... Could... We, we, we want to disclose we, who we work for. Yeah, we could. We can cut this if we need to. I mean, I don't see why we could. I, why we should? Telatree has been a product, a a purchasable product for over. When, when did we release the first half? I don't know. Like four years ago. Seventeen. How do you remember this, Brian? I bought it. Oh that well, was thank the you, one guy. <laughs> first of all, thank you. But yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty cool to actually meet someone who bought Telatria. Because as a as the administrative director of the of the studio, I have access to it, you know, Those literally sales on, on a whim. <laughs> I yeah. can I can download it to any computer I really wanted to. 
Uh, he said it. He said it. Okay, so so we're already talking about it. So so just for clarification's sake, um, Paul and I work for a company, uh, Wim Independent Studios. We we make games, and the the game that I'm talking about, Celatria. You should go buy it first of all. Um, it's on Steam, and it's it's a. I would argue it's a it's a comedy game, right? It has it has drama, but. I feel like most of the dialogue is comedy, right? Most of the situations are comedy. About a solid 85% of Lewis's lines, one of the characters in the game, is solid comedy. I'm not going to lie. It's true. Yeah. And, like, I, I would say the, the character that I played in this game are is not funny at all. Has zero comedy lines. I don't know. I I, I feel like... Because this is a comedy podcast, theoretically. And it's just... Yeah, I don't know. He, I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm good at drama. At all. But, but comedy... I like to call myself the king of one-liners. Half-liners. Half-liners. What I think the difference is between comedy and drama is that drama is more simple in presentation... Comedy requires more creativity. See, and... I, don't, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think drama is. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just a matter of your your natural inclinations, right? Because like, you know, we talked about. Oh yeah, we're all curmudgeons and and cynical about the world and stuff. But like, I find it really hard to be serious when I'm talking about anything. I I much yeah. prefer to 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 make people laugh, right? Well, the, the, now here's the over underlying question: Is what do you find yourself to be more serious about? We're not going to get into those topics. Hmm. Okay. Fat children. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like <laughs> the the one I was, thing I was I was not ready for the from I'm not going to talk about that to fat children is there is a a canyon of different two state yeah. Like you literally jumped the shark on that one, Mr. Dishaw. Explain yourself. Okay, so so one of the oh god, just the fact that fat children exists pisses me off. Go on. Can we can we explore that because that's yeah an yeah interesting topic there. <laughs> so if an adult is fat, like Paul or myself, there's a reason for it, right? We, we made choices that, that got us to this point, for the most part. Obviously, genetics is a, is a big part of it. But as an adult, you have the choice to, to live a healthy lifestyle. But children... Cupcakes versus, versus vegetables, celery, things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But as a child, you don't exactly have a choice, right? Your That's parents... in front of you. Yeah, you eat what's in front of you, and your parents decide what you eat and how much exercise you get. And so to me, seeing a fat child, like an obese child, it just it just it sets me off because it says to me like this parent is is doing the absolute bare minimum of keeping this child alive. Yeah. I don't know. That to me that's not much of a trigger. I it's it's an aware I, I notice it, but I don't think much of it at the time whenever I do encounter a heavy set child. Mm-hmm. I'm more triggered by people who misbehave in public, adults, people of that nature, of that breed. Ah, Karens. 
Yes, absolutely. Ma- Karens, male Karens. Um, Kens, I believe they call me out here. I've been, I've been hearing Kevin? Kyle as well for them. No, Kyle, Ky- Kyle is something totally different. Kyle is the guy who drinks three monsters a day and rides dirt bikes. Oh, so and, the dude bro. Yeah, Ky- Kyle's are dude bros. Kyle's are the guys who like punch holes in drywall when they get mad. Ah, I see. Okay. But but Ken is is typically the the female Karen or the male Karen. So I, I totally know. I knew a uh, a Kyle, like a real live Kyle. I have a cousin named would, Kyle. Yes, like he literally. I remember the the story is I used to paintball as a as a child as a fat child. Um, I, it was an experience, expensive hobby. My parent, my mom was not happy with it, but she was happy with making friends. So she kind of stuck with it. So we went paintballing in, in what we call the, the wash. Um, John knows it. Yeah. Ryan, I don't, um, so right, maybe there's a dry riverbed about maybe an hour, not an hour, a 10 minute drive from my house. An hour walk, if you think about it. I don't know, but I misspoke. So in this wash, we set up this like paintball we dug foxholes. We set up tires. Like, it looked presentable. Like, it's something you can paintball on. And I remember we had a, a guy in our group uh, in middle school. His name was Kyle. Is Kyle. I don't know if he's still alive or not. I don't know. I don't keep track. Shout out to Kyle. I don't know about shouting out to him because this guy was a dick. I mean, <laughs> every, every, <laughs> everything you can think of, of this kid could do to you, he'd do it. Uh, and then I remember one time... He got out. He got shot uh, in the arm, I think. You can see the bright pink paint because, you know, the, the paintball paint is fluorescent. So it was bright pink. And he got pissed. He tur- he got out his wrench and cranked up his, CO- his O2 levels or whatever. It's CO2, I think it is. Yeah. Or compressed air. And just started unloading on everyone. And I remember I was sitting trying to get my... I was out because, you know, they shoot me first, whatever. And I remember everyone's like... Kyle's, Kyle's on a good one. Grab your gun. Let's go get him. So we all kind of mount up and go chase him after in the wash in this dry riverbed and kind of hunt him down and kind of shoot him until he complies. <laughs> so wait, a bunch wait, of middle, wait, wait, wait. A bunch out, of middle schoolers there. essentially are, are hunting and executing a fellow classmate until he gives up and complies. This is very Lord of the Flies. They yeah, very wait, much there, became Lord of the Flies, yes. Is there... There's an out in paintball? You don't just shoot until you run out? No, this, yeah, there's argue, there's rules in paintball. There's rules know. of engagement in paintball. Today I learned. Well, yeah, especially when you go to a an actual sanctioned facility. There's refs, there's... Oh, I've never been to a role. sanctioned facility. It's, I, I, I used to, like... I, I played for a little bit paintball with the starter paintball gun in my youth, but, you know, we always just, you know, c- continued until we ran out of ammo. Oh, no, that's expensive. no, that's expensive. We we going to avoid doing that. We, I wasn't rich growing up. They might have been, but I was not. <laughs> the joys of going paintball to paintball should come back. But yeah, no, there's, there's, there's a couple of different kinds of, of uh, paintball. There's um, scenario, which is, you know what most people play basically you get put in a you get put in an arena and then um you're like on on these big teams and it's it's, it's essentially like a seek and destroy kind of thing it's like if you get shot you know hey you put your hand up like okay i'm out 
yeah. and then you you walk off to the side and wait for everybody else to to die. And but Dustin Dick shoots you as you walk away with your hands up. Yeah, well, ho- hopefully you have a ref at at wherever you're you're playing at. Um, sure. But then but then there's also speedball, and speedball is like the pro level of paintball, right? You've got yes. um, it's it's usually like teams of four or five, I think. Mm-hmm. And these and these are the places where you have like the inflatable terrain, right? And it's <laughs> when when a match starts, it's just and you can just hear it. Just everyone is shooting as much as possible. Oh, for sure. So that that might be closer to what Brian is is has experienced before. But well, I, I mean, think, here's but... my experience with paintball: is that I went to my local sporting goods store, picked out a paintball gun. I think I used it like over the course of like maybe six months, maybe three times. So once every two months, Mm -hmm. um, I think, uh, isn't there also like capture the flag? I mean, there could be, I mean, so, so, so paintball and airsoft are, you know, I, what what would you, what would you call these milsim sports? Yeah. Um, the, the only difference is like, you know, what you shoot at each other, but really you could play any kind of game mode. Um, and and I think like the rise of, you know, first person shooters in like, like the mid two thousands, right? Like, the Call of Duties towards the end of that, yeah. Yeah, especially like Call of Duty and Halo and and, I mean, I guess Counter Strike too. Right? SOCOM. Sure, yeah. sure, I'll throw SOCOM in there. But I think like the rise of first person shooters in the mid two thousands also brought with it uh, the rise of, you know, airsoft and paintball. Because, you know, kids were playing these video games and like, oh, man, I wish I could do this in real life. Oh, wait, I can. Here's the, the... here's the closest thing. We're, we're playing whatever shooter we want. And we're pretending we're whatever faction we want to be. And here's the closest thing we can do that to. That's what it ended up being, right? Yeah. yeah. Tangentially related to the Tony Hawk effect, I think. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely it was. Like, that's why I picked up a skateboard. And then yeah, subsequently really jumped out of a car and, and broke my tooth. Ow. I didn't know that story. Yeah. That's a new one to me. Yeah, that's so, a new one to me. So, um, God, which my my front, well, of course, it's the front one. My top right incisor, um, only half of it is real. So so I used to live in a, in a mobile home park, and the uh, the speed limit was, was 10 miles an hour. And... My stepdad and I were driving back from something. I have no idea what it was, but I happened to have my skateboard and I was like, oh, we're almost there. You know, we're just kind of rolling through. I'm just going to jump out and land on my skateboard and skate the rest of the way home. You know, this is something I had never done before. So without warning, I just I open the door and I jump out and it's immediately feet, knees, face. And... (laughs) And yes, I, I ended up breaking this tooth. And my skateboard starts rolling down the street. And obviously my stepdad stopped the van. And he was like, "What did? why did you jump out? I was like, I thought it'd be cool. I saw well, did, it in a did, video game once. Did you yeah, really basically. say that? I thought it would be cool or were you just a, a crying puddle of, of tears and blood? Probably a crying puddle of tears and blood. But yeah. but now here's the, here's the, the kicker, right? Here, here's the kick flipper. My, I, I dropped, see what you did there. Yeah, I dropped my skateboard, uh, 
and it just rolls, right? And it bumps into this lady's tire on her car. And she, like, comes out of her house and is, like, more worried about her car tire than she is about the kid in the street who broke his face. So, a uh, proto-Karen. Very yeah, much pro- a proto-Karen. Yeah. Yeah, no, Karen no. before Karens. Karen before Karens. Or have Karens always been Karens, but we just have an augment of seeing of their presence due to... I feel like they're being mar- martyrized. Is that is that the correct term in the wake of social media? I wouldn't I wouldn't say martyrized because they're not one they're not dying and two it's not for a cause. Well, post post video of one Karen, two more take her place. Hail Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I was not ready for that. But yeah, I, I like that to seems to be how the pattern is, right? Like. But then it just alludes to social media being this, just this echo chamber, and you are free to block out those who do not share your viewpoint and embrace those who do. So these Karens find each other and get reinforced in these echo chambers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I don't like... I'm sure people have blocked me, because I've been seeing a lot more of the same opinion slowly over time without me having to do anything with it. Which so, is ideal. Which is, yeah, it's happening on its own. Just they see me, like, I don't want anything to do with that. So they block me on their own fruition, which is perfect for me. The, ma- the fact of the matter is, now I have to go looking for the opposing opinion. So whenever I get too, like, entrenched in myself, now I got to go actively seek the opposite opinion. And that includes sometimes enraging myself and calming myself down afterwards. <laughs> it's, just one, it's just something I have to do in a given week. There is some value in that, though, I think, in that, like, you have to see if it still exists. You have to look under the rock to see if you killed the bug. Yeah, right? but then you, you have the fear factor of that bug is not only alive, but it can fly. And now it's angry at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I have, um, I think I have one friend on social media that, um, that he oh god he posts a lot of like hardline right-wing conservative kind of stuff and like i haven't i haven't gotten rid of him yet just because i want to know like i i want to see these opinions right because because you're right we on social media we do very much live in an echo chamber and um you know my my friend group in particular is about as liberal as you can get. If not more so. I if think not, your friends are way more liberal than my friends. Yeah. Well, you you also have, you know, a, again, a lot of, you know, like conservative Christian friends. See, which... but that's the thing. They've probably gotten rid of me. I haven't seen their opinions come up. Oh. So they've, they've... Well, there's also the Facebook algorithm in that, like, it shows you more of what you are into. So, and it silences that which you're not. That's if, yeah, I mean that's that's if you use the 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 normal newsfeed sorting. Um, Instagram works much the same way. You know, you like bikini models. You know, you don't see very many video game articles or, or posts or whatever. This you sounds know. a little too specific. It, yeah, it uses right. your past to analyze your future, and see. You know, it shows you. Use the past to analyze the future. 
It's very much Zola's algorithm from Captain America 2. Think about that. Uh, you, 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 I, I haven't seen it. Oh, really? I, oh, I yeah, John, John went through a phase for a while there, and I don't know if he's still, it's still a thing. Of, he used to say, I don't watch things, I do things. It's not a phase, Paul. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> it's, a, it's a commitment. <laughs> but no, no, I, I haven't seen most of the, like the Marvel movies. Like I've seen, uh, I've seen, I've seen all You've of seen the, Endgame. I've seen Endgame. I've seen all of the Avengers movies. Um, Age of Ultron. Eh? Yes, I, I did see Age of Ultron. I liked it just fine. It was good, but it was like the first movie set the standard, and the second movie fell short of that. But, but the like, third and fourth one, though, yeah, I think made up more yeah. than made up for it. Absolutely. But yeah, no, like I, I haven't. I haven't seen any Captain America movies. I haven't. Well, I know. I saw one and three. I wait. Is is where does Civil Civil War is a Captain Civil Amer- War is three. Yeah. Is that or a Captain Avengers two point five? Yeah, because I consider it more of an Avengers movie. It technically, is but they put it's, the Captain America branding on it. It's right, Captain so. America Civil War. Yeah. Okay, so so that's probably the only Captain America movie I've seen. I haven't seen any Thor movies. I haven't seen any Iron Man movies. I have uh, two was so bad. Iron Man three was so bad. Agreed. So, well, see, it was, see I, and I've this heard... just this just proves that I don't have to watch these movies. So I got a quick story about Captain America three. Uh, oh no no, Iron Man three. I went to the midnight premiere of that movie, and knowing full knowing, I had a substitute teacher assignment the next day. Yeah. So, and not only did I watch this movie, I ended up going to breakfast. Like a 3 a.m. meal with friends, and then went to teach to set to teach for the day. So, so I no was, sleep. When I think I had got like through two or three hours, which was a precursor for the rest of my life. But that's okay. I think I was what year did it come out? I must have been twenty. What was this? Cap three or Iron, Iron Man, Man three? So Iron Man three was twenty thirteen. So I'm I'm still in my er, my way early twenties. I think I was twenty two at the time. And I went to watch the movie, and the next day I'm subbing for a really good friend of mine. He's still a good friend of mine. He was a, like, he taught students how to use Mac computers for more than just, you know, an expensive paperweight. How to use GarageBand and Illustrator tools, and it was a, it was a nice class. So I so he's doing the Lord's work. Exactly. Or in your, for you anyways, for you Apple people. Yeah. Anyways. I'm in there, and as my parting words to the classes, the bell rang, I would put up spoilers. And the spoilers I put up for Iron Man 3, if I remember them, was Tony Stark dies, Happy becomes Iron Man, and one more thing, and I forget what it was. But I put that up, and the students were pissed, because I saw it day one, and put up these like completely ludicrous, fake spoilers that they thought it was real. So yeah. I ruined some lives that day. It was great. It's funny. My, my When the Harry Potter seventh and final book released in 2007, right? My buddy comes into work, I think the next day, he read Wikipedia spoilers and wrote the exact, he wrote verbatim the, the, the ending that Harry got. He, he basically summarized the epilogue on his, on his uniform and, and everybody was just pissed about that. Oh yeah, that I, I'm surprised he still lived. 
<laughs> Bryce Evil still breathing after that because Harry yeah. Potter fans, that fandom is 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 quite a lot sometimes to handle. I think it's bigger now thanks to Fantastic Beasts. Which See, I, I don't know. I I think I think the Harry Potter fandom has always been a bit much, but just we grew up and we took it with us. Yeah, it's on every other dating profile. Yeah, Harry Potter ab- absolutely. Harry Potter books. Yeah. It's it's almost as common as I like food. Yeah, really. Food goes Star here, War- right, John? Yes, food does go here, except shrimp. I don't like Star shrimp. Wars. Kind of went in the opposite direction with that. You know, I, I don't blame Wars. Disney. Go ahead. No, no, I agree with that. Star Wars just went. You know, so someone asked me not too long ago. I haven't seen Star Wars yet. Which order should I watch them in? So you two, you two can judge me for this, but I said four, f- four, five, six. So A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, then the prequels, um, one, two, and three, which are Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith, right? Yeah. And then I said maybe seven, May- yeah, eight, maybe. not nine. Well, watch Rogue know. One. Watch Rogue One. Eight. Solo's okay. So I haven't seen you know how Solo. Topher, you go, know how Topher... Me neither. You know how Topher Grace kind of edits the Star Wars tr- in, in movies into like one super trailer every three years or so? No idea what you're talking about. Go on. Oh, well, he does that on YouTube and it's quite popular, right? So I feel like he should just edit eight into the Luke Skywalker scenes and then that's it. You know, like, the rest of that movie, just throw it away. Didn't like it. Talking about eight, right? Last Jedi? Yeah, Last Jedi. I concur. There is an entire subreddit for the the hate of that movie. I don't know if you're aware of it. It's called oh, Saltier sure. Than Crate. Because that's, it, that's where the It tried to be a, a comedy so hard and not part of a trilogy. And then J.J. Abrams had to come in with nine... And just rework it and rewrite and retcon and yeah. Well, yeah, it totally backed itself into a corner, which is something you never want to see in the middle movie of a... In a trilogy. Of a struggling trilogy. Because yeah. Seven wasn't a knock-your-socks-off movie either. It, it, was, it was... It averaged out the original trilogy into one movie. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's yes. fair. With Kylo Ren and yeah... See, here's here's my thing is like, I don't even remember most of what happened in seven, eight, and nine. I just, I just, I envy I just you. Don't remember it very much. Um, nine wasn't that bad until the ending. Like honestly, for me, if 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 someone were to ask me what my favorite Star Wars movie is, I would say Rogue One. Three. I would say well, Rogue One is up there. I like Revenge of the Sith. I know I'm in the minority, but like. Yeah, it, it 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 was a dissension into darkness, I suppose, and I don't know. I I I would say uh, a new hope is my number two, but I think that's just because I've watched the Star Wars radio play so many times that it's just yes, kind of drilled yes. into my brain. Yes, I concur with that. I, I like that. Empire. I love that radio Empire is my second favorite, besides Rogue One, if you can count that, but it's not part of the. The no, nine no, no. It's, movies. it's not part of the Skywalker saga. 
Yeah. Right. That's that's the that's the thing. It has very very little to do with the story of you know the the nine, but it sets up a new hope. Just you know perfectly yeah um and i think my my favorite thing about it is just how uh, to me the appeal of rogue one is the same as the appeal of halo reach right in that going in you know that they're going to fail you know that everyone's going to die but it's yeah because all you hear about in the previous games is well we're not gonna let this happen to we're not gonna let another reach happen Right, the the fall of Reach was always just a, the thing. I've got about two hours experience with Halo as a franchise. I have so. less than that, but yes, I agree yeah. with Brian. But go on, John. the The point is, I think it was, it was such a great departure from the, um, the heroic epic of Star Wars, right? So expecting ra- the hero to win, yeah, you know, the, the formulaic, yeah. Yeah. And and just because of that, I think it was so jarring for audiences that I, I'm sure it created a, a, a massive divide in how people uh, received the movie, right? Because like some people are like me and are like, oh man, this is great. This is so different from what it was, you know, has been for the last couple decades. And then other people are like, what is this? This isn't Star Wars. This isn't right, but I mean, besides the the plot and the perfect setup, and I I think we're underusing that term perfect. Um, the characters, though that that was that was great. I, I enjoyed the droid K two S O. I think his name was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have, have you ever? Yeah. Have you ever played any of the uh, Knights of the Old Republic games? Uh no, I don't think so. So to me. Knights of the Old Republic, I, I don't remember if I've played two, but I, I definitely played the first one. Um, so Knights of the Old Republic is set, God, what is it, like a thousand years before uh, the movie series? Before the, I, I, or something I, like that. Before the Rebellion, before the Empire. But yeah, before the Rebellion, yeah. before the Empire, and, and arguably before the Republic. But the um, Old Republic, right? The, right. The heyday of the Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. It's in the title. Roll yeah. credits. <laughs> da, 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 da. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, I read the synopsis of the protagonist, so I, I know the, you, the you know TLDR. The, yeah. You know the you, gist. You, you know the twist. But yeah, anyway. Um, so Knights of the Old Republic, because it didn't have to adhere to like the Skywalker story, it was able to create these fantastic characters that didn't have to fit into the world otherwise. And I think that's part of why Rogue One was so great too, was because yes, these characters theoretically exist in the in the rest of the story, but they operate outside of it. They don't they don't interact with any of the other characters at all. They add to the, the lore expansion, right. as it were. Which, which I think is absolutely needed because, you know, once Disney got a hold of Star Wars, they got rid of all the extended universe stuff, which... Which begs to question, like, where does that rank? Is is that kicked to the curb from Disney, or...? Yeah, no, it is it is no longer canon. It does not exist, according to them. And of course, like... It's no better than fanfic. Five years, yeah, five years, three to five years 
before Disney purchased Lucasfilm. I played The Force Unleashed, and I loved it. It was it was good, maybe great. Not so much uh, the great, second one. Great is generous, in my opinion. I, I have a yeah, very it was good contentious opinion on on that series. Sure, but like I enjoyed it, and then they like made it non-canon. So like, what now? And especially they ended the second one on such a cliffhanger. But I digress. Well, I mean, they arguably brought back the, um, the Force Unleashed in the modern rendition of it. I mean, just the, the new the new game. Um, I'm losing its name for whatever reason. I have it. It's a really good game. It's very much like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Uh... Squadrons? No, no, I have that. And that, that game, I'm reserving my uh, thoughts on it until I beat it. So maybe in a future episode, I'll discuss my opinions. No, but the one before Squadrons, and um, Kyle Kestis is the character's name, which... Yeah, I know what game you're talking about. The After Order 66. Yep, the Fall, like of, the fall of the Jedi. Later. You actually yeah. play a level where you live, you like, you, you, you see Order 66 happen. And I know uh, in Revenge of the Sith... Was it Jedi Fallen Order? Thank That's you. That's the one. Thank you. Thank you for the Google search. Google Foo. Google Foo. So... You you are a Padawan who lived through Order sixty six, and and it does a really good job of portraying survivor's guilt, um, PTSD from that. It, it's a really good job of okay, and how easily or how difficult it could be for a Jedi to sever their connection with the Force, and huh. a lot. I think a lot of the something good that came out of the later the Disney trilogy, as I'm going to call it, was showing that the Force isn't just Jedi and Sith. There is a lot of gray that comes with the Force. And and if you look at any of the non-movie lore about Star Wars, the um, Rebels, as well as Clone Wars, which is a great animated series, in my opinion, they explore that. They go into that, the the grayness of the Force and how it can be used. By any anybody really, it doesn't have to be the two, the two party system as it would be. Well, force sensitives. Well, right. But, but they are... what, what you're talking about though is 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 the gray Jedi, as they're kind of called. Or right. the aren't there like dark or the Jedi? light Sith? Uh, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, are dark Jedi Sith? That's a, that's or are dark Jedi Jedi that use Sith powers? Yeah, like, I I I. I... I want to say, like, Jedi and Sith are just labels that people put on, you know... Factions. Force, yeah. Right, factions. Force sen- factions of Force-sensitives. Right? But, yes. I mean, oh my god. If, <laughs> if we want to tie Not this... Not to bring politics into yeah, this, that's what know, that's exactly where yeah. I was going with it. Is like, Democrat, yeah. Yeah, no, and and, and, and that, that's, that's kind of the point, right? Is, like, there is a spectrum of affiliations, right? And... It's almost dangerous to call yourself, you know, a member of one party or another, um, just because there are so many connotations that go with that label. Whereas, and and I I want to say Knights of the Old Republic touches on this a lot too, in that like there's a um, there's a light and dark um, like spectrum Ending. that you can go through. Yes, and. Like staying neutral is often like you you have the most versatility, but you miss out on a lot of the um, 
what would you call it, like specialized benefits that you get out of, you know, throwing in your, your... It's like the, go ahead. It's like the moral choice system in any video game. It's like you either go all good or all dick. And if you stay in the middle, you don't get a satisfying ending. In my well, right, but, but, but not even that, but also more like in terms of immediate benefits, right? Like if, if you, if you go full, say Knights of the Old Republic, right? If you go full dark side, you get like, you know, the, the cool powers, you get force choke and you get force lightning and stuff like that. Um, whereas if you go full light side, you get things like, um, very powerful, um, like dialogue options, like, um, what do they call it? The, the mind controlled kind of things. But right. but if you go neutral, you don't get any of those cool powers. But at the same time, you also are not limited to some of the 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 lesser powers of both sides. And I feel like in terms if it can tie it back into politics now, if you throw your lot in with one of these uh, political parties, then you get the benefits of being part of that political party but you're also limited to it. Does any of what I, I just I said make any sense? No, I completely Absolutely. agree with you. I, I completely agree. But this is... Here, here's where I, where I kind of see this coming into play. So, in, in Star Wars, and you can even throw in Harry Potter and remain... Try to be apolitical about it. Sure. So, in Star Wars, you have the Jedi set up as these bastions of upholding peace and trying to their hardest to remain neutral in a lot of circumstances that's how episode one opens up right they're trying to help negotiate between naboo and the trade federation and some kind of trade so they're they're they're, they're diplomats you know in a way diplomats with plasma swords right and then you have the sith which are seen as this looming dark brooding if i may when it, you know christian hadenson down the end very yeah. much brooding, very <laughs> very i'm per, well where's i'm batman right very much yeah. where's rachel um i think the difference there though is that the jedi have the support of the public versus the sith are undermining and you know they they rise to power well, agree right, or but, they but, take but, power. right but, but why do the jedi to... have the support of the public so because they took you there is a good side and then there's a bad side and the public take one of the opinions it's very rare to find someone who sympathizes with the sith in my experience uh, talking to star wars fans there's no one who says oh yeah well they think darth Vader is a badass there's nothing wrong you know that that's about the that's such a rule that it became a thing when me and my one of my group of friends used to play a game called apples to apples if you ever played the card darth vader you would automatically win but that's that's aside that's an aside you go to Harry Potter on the other end, and you have the same same logic, right? You have Gryffindor, which could be as seen as a lot of Jedi, right? That's very sure. bravery, upholding. You do the what's right. And then you have Slytherin, which is known to be the more cunning, conniving. The dark side. Jedi, the dark, the, I'm not, it's not dark side, but yes. Well, there wasn't and a witch or wizard who went bad who wasn't from Slytherin. Exactly, and then you, look in the, then you look in the middle. You look at Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff, which could be seen as, I guess, the lighter side of both. 
um, where Ravenclaw See, is all studying, all let me, let me, let me, let me toss this one at you. Sure. Um, Dungeons and Dragons has a, a, uh, an alignment system and it's good, neutral, evil, lawful, neutral, chaotic, right? And you got, you got those two spectrums, good versus evil, yep. law versus chaos. I would argue that um, Gryffindor is aligned with good. Slytherin is aligned with evil, for lack of a better term. Uh, Ravenclaw is aligned with law, and Hufflepuff is aligned with chaos. We don't see enough Hufflepuff screen time or right discussion in in the book. Like so that's nobody the talks about Hufflepuff. The, yeah, yes. I hope this new Harry Potter game coming to PS Five that. That kind of extends the lore of the houses, of the rules there. Because, like, there's not a lot of detail going on outside of Harry's eyes. So, so I've been sorted into Hufflepuff two out of the three official sorts. If you depends on who you say official is, right? Mm-hmm. I'm Pottermore? By, Pot- by Pottermore, right? So it's been one Gryffindor and two Hufflepuff. So I'm going to get break into my own mindset that I am a Hufflepuff. I have to settle into that. It's, it's, it's official. So with that in mind, I'm, I'm now I'm touting, I'm towing the line, right? And the line I always come up with when someone says, "Oh, you're you're a Hufflepuff, huh?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we're the only house that never produced a Dark Lord." So <laughs> by by that by that line being an accurate statement, the three other houses have produced Dark Lords. So for some reason or another, so either it's it's studying knowledge it's cunning and it's bravery right those are the three main aspects of those houses right the three other houses other than hufflepuff i say more people are proud to call themselves slytherin than anyone is to, to call themselves a sith okay or a, or a fan of sith you, you don't you know you people have people that you see the 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 video of the little girl you know or little boy kneeling before darth vader to take on mantle of his apprentice right so i mean that that's a thing because they think darth vader is a badass and i mean I, statistically there's only two sith at any given moment combined with like well, halloween by, sales of kylo ren costumes i mean well if you go by law of two which as yeah. we know if you've ever seen clone wars you know it's not a it's a thing that palpatine used when he wanted to when it convenient for him and when it yeah. wasn't he put it down, right? Yeah. What what, what is what is law to a Sith? Guidelines. There you go. But they don't have guidelines, right? I mean, oh man! It, it once again, Knights of the Old Republic touches on so much of like ancients because because Sith used to be like a civilization. Right. right? It, I it, read the Darth Bane book, the the first one anyway, from years ago, like two thousand nine or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm some I'm loosely familiar with what you're talking about. Yeah, but the the whole point is like it it was never just two Sith, right? It was it used to be this whole civilization and then stuff happened and then all of a sudden they're not anymore. But but I, I don't know enough details to, to really get into that. But, but the go dichotomy ahead. of it, yeah. So, like, the Mandalore trailer, right? The Mandalorian. Have you guys seen the trailer at all for it? Seen Not the... for season two. I like to go into blind... I like to go in blind for that. 
then I'll keep my... Then I can't say what I was planning on saying without spoiling that for you. But if you have you seen Clone Wars at all, the series? Uh, like the first season. So, in later episodes, there is a climax for the character of... Um, I'm forgetting her name. I'm just, Ahsoka? Pre- Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. There, there is a, a climax for her on the planet of Mandalore. There is a her moment of truth, her moment, everything coming together. She defeats Darth Maul. Spoiler alert for anyone listening. You knew what this was if you're listening. The Statue I mean, they, of Limitations. They, 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 they really did extend because this is the first episode we've recorded. Well, we've been talking about yeah. spoilers the entire time coming into this. So they knew what this If they've been here this long, they've, they've accepted the first... 25 minutes of spoilers. They're, they're okay with this. And if they're not, you can send all complaints to Joden Dishaw at idontcare.com. So, we have Ahsoka Tano coming up into her own, and we see part of the Mandalor- Mandalorians have a disdain for the Jedi. They The Jedi took part of them losing their clout and the history of of Mandalore, the planet. Yeah. And the trailers, I'm sorry for this, Brian, will have to have play a role in that. So, Is this the final season? I don't know. Of Mandalorian? Of Clone Wars. The Clone Wars is done. It's been over for Yeah, I know, but like, it's what you were talking about before. Is that the final season of Clone Wars? Yes. Okay. So... Yeah, I don't, I don't really care. I'm not gonna... I'm probably not gonna go back, just because the movies do it for me. I'm not that into it, but... I like it. I, I like a nice story when when I can sink my teeth into it. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's stories have to battle, right? Yeah. Because most of society today nowadays has the attention span of a rodent. <laughs> if it doesn't grab you in the first ten seconds, then it's not really worth watching, is it? Yeah. I think that's evidenced by today's podcast discussion, and that we started off talking about what paintball was involved, toilet, toilet paper. paper. A little bit of Halloween, which I thoroughly enjoyed that segment, um, and now we're at Star Wars. Okay, Water so range. so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, shift one more time. Or you know what? I think we're approaching our uh, our timeline right now. Our one hour mark. Yeah, that time flew by so quick. Well done, boys. So is there gonna be like an outro person? Like there is an intro person? Like have we decided that? Or are we just going to fly by the seat of our pants on this one? I mean, I figured I'd just do both since I'm the one that's managing all the recordings and stuff. Sure. So, if you somehow enjoyed this hour-long rambling of totally incoherent topics, um, you know, drop us a like, drop us a comment, drop us a rating. That would be, you know, probably the best thing you could do for us. Um, And tell people you liked it. I don't know. Uh, if we do get a decent response, we'll probably do some more episodes, or we'll do some anyway. But yeah, so in drop us a like, drop us a comment. Of you all. Yeah, in spite of everyone. This is for us. This ain't for you. But yeah, so like, comment, subscribe, rating. Those are all the things that you should do. And uh, we'll see you guys eventually. Till next time. Until then, keep it nerdy.